0: Welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast, and today it is just me. Um, We've had a shitter of a week um, in terms of just being busy, and um, James is actually competing today, so yeah, we never got the chance to actually do the podcast together, which is a bit unfortunate, but I thought I'd hop on and uh, just keep it rolling consistently. So, first of all, obviously, as I say, James is competing today, so best of luck to him. I think this is just a bit of a warm up show for him, and uh, what I realised last week when I competed on the Sunday is that like, I used to wonder why the fuck people, anyone bothers with a warm-up show? I was like, what, you know, what, what, what's the point? Um, and then I hopped out of stage last Sunday, and I was like a rabbit in headlights. I was like, shit, I forgot I haven't done this for five years. And, like... By the like the BNBF to a morning show or like a pre-judging sort of thing um, during the day and then an evening show. So by the time the evening show came round, I was kind of I was I was back in the game a little bit. But yeah, I must admit that first like um, you know ten minutes on stage or whatever, I was like shit. Like you know it doesn't matter how much you practice, the posing, once you get out there, it's a different story. And once you're underneath the lights, once you see the judges looking up at you and like the pressure, it's just like shit. Um, I'm gonna move this microphone a little bit closer actually. Um, You'll probably realise I probably talk more. shit when I'm by myself than even with James so um, this will be an interesting episode but as I say I just wanted to keep the consistency going with this because we have been banging these out week in week out um, and we have been obviously pretty consistent and you guys are listening so <laughs> we might as well keep it up um, so yeah obviously I competed last weekend um, I came third in my category um, it was a qu- quite a strong class actually um, I knew going into the Midlands it was going to be It's always a strong show. Like the BMBF Midlands is always a strong show, and then there's Northern next week as well, which is always quite a strong show as well. Um, My category, there's six people in it, and all six of them were a decent standard. I would say when you look at the pictures, you're like fuck me. Like I didn't realise when I was backstage because like you know you don't look at anyone too much when they're pumping up. Like or I don't anyway. I did look at Chris Palin, I must admit, um, because I knew Chris Palin was, like, incredibly shredded, and seeing that man pumping up, I was like, that sounds fucking gay, doesn't it? Um, but, like, you know, seeing him, like, pumping up backstage, I was, like, uh, I was in awe of his condition. It was it was very, very um, impressive. So, like, fair play to Chris, and well done to him for winning the class. He, in my opinion, clear winner of the class. Like, he just had a condition that, that, that no one else had. Um, but, yeah, it was a strong, strong class. Um, I think I was in the mix for second, but... Um, well, I know I was in the mix for second, I talked to the judges afterwards, few of them had me second, few of them had me third, one guy had me fifth, fuck knows, um, so yeah, but, you know, it is what it is, got the British finals invite, um, I don't think, personally, it was my best showing, I don't think it was bad, I think it had done the job for a qualifier, I think I can definitely be leaner, um, looking back at the pictures, like, seeing me on stage, like, seeing you in the gym, seeing the pictures in the gym is one thing, right, and in, in that kind of natural lighting, but when you get stages, it is very different. And I think like I was maybe like ninety percent. I would say at the weekend. I think to, if, to do the British finals, which I'll be honest, I'm not totally decided on yet because I'm a fat bastard. I enjoy food. <laughs> no, um, I'm not totally decided on yet because it, the last couple of weeks of the the prep for for even the qualifier, they were tough. They were fucking tough. And. um, to get that extra 10% out of myself that I need to get, I know that it's going to be even tougher. Like, just, it doesn't matter. Like, my food is back up, and don't get me wrong, I've not ate like an asshole this week. I've, I've ate, like, decent. um, And pro- probably worse than I should have, but still decent. um, And I've, I've been, you know, I've had the British finals in the back of my mind. It's only five weeks today. It's not long to go. Today is kind of D-Day. It's like, I need to make a fucking decision. Um, and... Yeah, where was I going with that? What was I fucking saying? <laughs> Fuck knows. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know I need to get... Like, I was like 90% of that show. I know I need to get leaner. I know I need to dig deep. And I know it's going to fucking hurt. And, which is kind of what's putting me off a little bit. Um, because, obviously, like, right now, I'm busiest I've ever been with clients. There's, I've got more clients than I've ever had before. The business is doing better than it's ever done before. And I don't want to jeopardise that, that is my, like, main priority, and obviously family life as well, which it, it takes a bit away from, but the flip side is five weeks, it's like, come on, fucking, if, when I see pictures of everyone else doing it five weeks, I'm going to feel like an asshole if I don't do it, i will be like, why the fuck didn't I do that, and I don't know if I want to weave this year's bodybuilding journey at 90%, you know what I mean, so, I think I just need to fucking not pick the easy option and just fucking do it. Five weeks, go on holiday the week after, all because if that will be a fucking mess. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how this week goes. We'll see how this week goes, but I, in my own head I want to make a decision today. Um, see where we'll go from there, but like as I say, condition was like 90%. It wasn't as good as it has been in the past. Um, whether or not I could have pushed second or even first with better condition... I don't know but i have got some limitations um when it comes to bodybuilding there are some limitations i'm not perfect um and i would say like obviously just in terms of like shoulder width from the front like you know my clavicles are never going to be wide enough um which you know then doesn't help with that kind of v taper thing and your lats and things like that from the front and as much as i try and train them it's probably never going to be that great i'm not like the, the truth is i'm not structurally built that well for bodybuilding, Um, I'm better built for it than I would be a basketballer but um, maybe not 100% structurally built for uh, bodybuilding, if I had wider clavicles, that'd be better Um, that would help anyway, put it that way Um, but at the same time, I definitely think with that extra 10% Conditioning, I could be competitive at a British Finals, um, and if I was to go to the British Finals and if I was to place in the top five at British Finals, I'd be ecstatic with that. My best place and I've ever had was fourth place at a British Finals in a Junior category, and that was, you know, I was ecstatic with that. That was a really, really great show in that time, and it was a really, um, really good place, and, like, I beat some big guys because I was in the Junior category. I beat some guys that were, like, twice my weight, and, like, you know, to do that, for me, I f- thought it was pretty fucking incredible. Um... So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's a little update on me. Um, but I wanted to actually come on and talk a little bit about um, like the downsides of being lean, actually, and downsides of getting shredded because there's a difference. Being lean and shredded. Being lean's not actually got that many downsides. Being lean's pretty fucking awesome to be honest. Um, being shredded, as I say, like I know if I want to get that extra ten percent, that's going to be, that's going to hurt. That's going to fucking hurt. Uh, it's going to feel shit every single day. Um, but like, there's two ways to look at this, because like, I don't want to downplay this, because getting shredded is fucking cool. When you're at the gym and you've got a pump, when the veins are popping, you lift your top up and you see a six-pack, it feels it feels really, really good. Um, and you can get that without the downsides of feeling really, really shit. But to get to that next level, like, fucking absolute peeled-to-the-bone, shredded sort of thing, that is going to hurt. Um, and when you're at that stage, the other 23 hours of the day, aren't so great you know that hour in the gym's great but the other 23 hours aren't so great so again just to just to clarify there is a huge difference between dieting to get lean and dieting to get shredded most of my clients don't diet to get totally like peeled like bodybuilding peeled they diet to get lean which is something that's like more sustainable something that doesn't take as much sacrifice it doesn't mean like you know being as strict on your food sources and things like that you can maybe like track macros and shit like that um but when it comes to getting shredded and getting peeled, that next level kind of bodybuilding lean, you need more. You need that bit more precision. You need that. You need to push harder. You need to push for longer. Um, and it's it's not really like bodybuilding stage lean. It's not like something you would look like all year. Um, although I do believe the guy that won my category did. It uh, does pretty much look like that year round, or not uh, completely like that, but not far off it. Um, but it's not like yeah. So bodybuilding is not something that you would look like year round. It's it's peak condition for a certain particular kind of task. Um, and then, obviously, like, what, what you probably don't see a lot, of, a lot of people that aren't really that into bodybuilding probably don't see, like, the kind of off-season sort of thing. Like, some people are good at sharing their off-seasons. Um, others aren't so good. Like, because, to be honest, I'm not so good at sharing that. I, I did put some fat pictures up at the start. Um, but, like, fat, and again, when I say fat, I say, like, people are like like, you, you weren't fat, but, like, bodybuilding fat, like, comparatively to, like... Five percent body fat. Yeah, I'm I'm fat at twenty. If you know what I mean, and um, and it's all I suppose that that that's based on the expectations you've set for yourself, the standards you've set before. Um, when you set the bar up here, you know down here is fucking shit. Um, but you know someone else's bar might be set down here. So like you know that's just that's just fucking a totally different thing. Um, but yeah, like. No one's like that year round. No one just stays like that at that level of loneliness. I, I I dread to think if someone's life was like that. That would be fucking horrible. Um, because because of the downsides we're going to talk about. Um, and I say it's just me. There's no one to bounce off here. There's no James. Uh, James, I miss you. Come back. <laughs> I, sh- I should have got a fucking guest for this weekend, but to be honest, this was just I just winged this. Um, today I was just like I was, I had a few clients set up this morning, just finished them up. I was I, liked this I was like just feels like right. 20 minutes, I'm going upstairs, and um, I never even told her I was doing a fucking podcast, I was just like, I'll just go upstairs and get this done, um, yeah, then I've got to go fucking paint the house, she wants me to finish that, so yeah, we're, we're away next weekend, so it won't get done, we we're away last weekend to the show, so nothing got done, um, so we've got a half-painted house, so we, we need to get on with that, um, but that'll help me get that next level leanness, won't it, that'll fucking I'll fucking get the calories burnt. um so yeah, getting lean isn't Hard to maintain. Getting beach lane isn't hard to maintain. It does take a bit of work to get there depending on your starting point, but it's not that hard to maintain and it's not going to hurt to maintain it. Um, There is going to be some sacrifice, there is going to be hard work, and it's not going to be easy either, but you don't need to have that bang on precision, you don't need to be necessarily doing fasted cardio and things like that, meal prep, Um, you don't necessarily need to do those things. I'm not saying that you wouldn't need to do those things at all but like it's not like it's not like all or nothing like for bodybuilding lean it's like you can afford to like say right okay for my lunch today i might just fucking pick up a meal deal you know what i mean like that can work to get lean and again for most of my clients that's going to be the case um and you know when it comes to bodybuilding lean you're you're sacrificing those those social occasions which it's, that's a that's a big thing as well. that kind of that hurts sometimes. Like I've I've been in that situation where you're sitting out for a meal and you've got like your prep meal for you. And again, if you want to get stage lean, you're gonna to have to do that. You want to get beach lean, you're gonna to have to pick a better option. You know what I mean? That's the difference. The more extreme the goal is, the more sacrifice you're gonna to have to make. And that is just the that is just the the, the kind of the gist of it, isn't it? <laughs> that is that I could have just came on and said the more extreme the goal, the more extreme the sacrifice you have to make. The yeah. end. Podcaster, Um but yeah, the social occasions, that definitely is, that definitely has a big downside to it, because it just makes you not want to go, you don't want to go and be that guy that's sitting there with Tupperware, like I, I've not done that this year, I've not really had to, um, but you do then start to almost like alienate yourself a little bit, like you, you don't want to go to these things because it's not congruent with your goals, something, something James said last week was like, if <laughs> it's not contributing to me gaining muscle or something, I'm not doing it, and it's like, you know, that's the kind of mindset that you start to get. Again, that Uber focus is good in a sense, but it's obviously got its negatives as well. Um so yeah. Um I would say time commitments. If you're someone who has to do a lot of cardio, I, fortunately for me, I, I've never really had to do a lot of cardio. I've done some this year, um, but I didn't do a lot. Didn't do a lot. Ten minutes after a session, done a high intensity kind of stuff, um, which was different for me. But I do kind of care about my heart, um, so it wasn't bad to do it. Do a lot of heart training, um, but like, if you're having to do a like cardio six times a week, some people really need to push cardio to get lean. Um, then, you know, that's going to take up a lot of time, that's going to take up a lot of your time, and unless you've got a treadmill at home, and unless you're doing your, your your cardio outside, then you're going to have to travel to the gym, and that's going to take time, and unless, as I say, if you live close to a the gym, then great, if you live, you know, on the same street as a gym, great, like, the morning after the show, I woke up and done some fast cardio on the treadmill, I would actually went outside, I prefer doing my cardio outside, I prefer just getting outside, but it was absolutely fucking pissing it down, like, absolutely fucking torrential, so I went into the hotel gym, done a little bit of cardio, and I was like see if I just lived in a hotel, where there's a gym in the building, that'd be so easy like, it'd be so, it'd make life so much easier, like, I travel 20 minutes to the gym usually, so like, yeah that, like, again, it's time commitments it's 40 minutes worth of driving each day for me, and that's on a good day if there's no traffic and things like that Um but yeah um I suppose bodybuilding as well another thing that People sometimes seem to talk about right nowadays is uh, that potential for like disordered eating, um, which I won't lie. Like again, when I first done it, it, it's a weird feeling when you've eaten nothing but certain food sources for like six months, and then you come off it, and it's like the reins are off, and you just go fucking mental, and like, the amount of like, weight that I've seen people gain, in the week after like, finishing up their competitive season, is just unbelievable, like, there was one guy once, um, 40 pounds, over the weekend, like, 40 pounds, that's fucking insane, who can gain 40 pounds, like, granted there will be a lot of water weight, and like, he might have been like, you know, obviously really really dry, for being on stage, so he would have been, at a low, and then obviously, he ate a lot of shit, which, you know, has brought them up to that high, and then there would have been retaining water and things like that after that. But still, like that's crazy, Um and that's not that's not a healthy way to be. Like every, I would say, every time I've done a show prep, I've got better at handling it afterwards. And I talk about it a lot, I talk about it a lot with clients. It's like when you get lean, um, you've got to you've got to think about the diet after the diet. You can't just you can't just diet it down and be like, you know what, that's me done. I'm just gonna fucking go back to what I was doing before because. That's and uh, no one thinks that either. No one no one does think that. They all say, you know, I've had clients that have left at the end of a diet phase and they all say the same thing. They're like, Oh no, we're uh, you know, I'm gonna keep it up and I'm gonna keep up steps and bullshit. No, you're not. You know you're not. You'll do it for a week and then you'll give it up and then you'll go slowly to slip back into your old habits and then you'll end up looking the way you did before. And that's exactly what happens with bodybuilding too, but to more extreme. Rather than slipping back into old habits like gorge and everything that they haven't been able to have for the last six months and it's like you know it's it's, it's not healthy but like it, again it is isn't something you can really avoid is it like I would say as I say every time I get every time I compete I get better at it, I would say this year um or after that show there like there wasn't a huge like feeling of oh, I want to go get this I want to go get that um I, for whatever reason I don't know I, I just never really never really entered my head it was more just a case of like right let's just get this show done See where we're at um I decided... I had a pizza after the show, and I decided on that the night before because I watched some fucking travel documentary on um, some guy going to Naples, and he was on about, like, Neapolitan style pizza and the fact that they created the, the margarita pizza, apparently. So um, so we went to... Uh, is it Neapolitan? Is that how you even say it? Fucking... Fucking knows. But I went to, uh, I went to like, a Napoli-style pizza place, and um, it, it fit the description that we got in that travel video, so that was pretty cool. Um, and that was that was the only real thinking behind that, it was like, oh, cool, last night I'll go do that, like, you know, there wasn't, like, this urge to go get a fucking Domino's or go get a McDonald's or fucking do this and that, I mean, it was cool, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed it, like, I fucking love food, but, um, uh, yeah, there just wasn't that same urge, but, it doesn't start like that. It, it you only get better at that through practice and by fucking it up really and realizing how fucked up you you have made it in the past. And it's like you then start to you then start to see the show is not the end of the diet. And again, clients do the same thing. It's like you know if you're dying down for a holiday, the holiday's the end of the diet. And it's like the diet doesn't just stop. Like the diet is something you eat every fucking day. It's not like it's not like a start point end point. It's like lifestyle. Um, and your diet should adjust after reaching a goal so that you can reverse back out. I've actually, I refer to it with clients, like when you're dieting, you're digging a hole, you're digging yourself deep into a hole, you're upping your steps, you're upping your cardio, you're lowering your food, and you're digging yourself a dieting hole. And slowly over time, your metabolic rate is going to reduce, so the amount of calories you burn throughout the day is going to reduce. I find myself in PT sessions, leaning against things like, I don't know why, I just showed you an example of what leaning against things looks like, because I'm pretty sure you know what it looks like to lean against things. (laughs) But, um... Like, I would usually stand, I'd usually walk around, I'd take a front-side-back view with clients, things like that, and I I found myself sitting there, like, leaning against something, and it's like, that's just my brain trying to say, well, look, we're on less calories, let's try and even things out, let's try and and expend less calories. So you then got this mental battle in your head of, like, you're battling... What what your mind wants to do is actually and it's always the case when you're dieting because you're basically slowly starving yourself. Um, your 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 head is going to be like, fuck that, mate. There's there could be a famine coming up, mate. Um, but like yeah, so like you, you I, I refer to it as digging a dieting hole. Um, and I'm pretty sure i have not stolen that from anyone. I think I've made that up myself. So, trademarked. Um, if you say that, you're due me ten quid. Um, so, d- digging a dieting hole, and um, you know, you you don't just you don't just like jump out of that hole and go right back up to where you were, you've got to gradually build your way back up, build some steps to get back up. I've never worked on this part of the the phrase yet, Um, but you know, you, you you need to get back out of that hole, and you don't just go from being at the bottom of the hole to jumping right out, you've got to like gradually bring things up, and then as you gradually bring things up, your metabolic rate will start to come up as well, and then you'll get to this point where it's like, you're still fairly lean, still in great shape, but you're eating a lot of food. And that is like that is successfully for me reversing out the diet and then depending on your goals like if, if you're a client who wants to maintain it fairly easy you can then start to take away like tracking methods and things like that and start to look at intuitive eating and things like that for me with the kind of bodybuilder mindset, and uh, I'm quite data-driven as well, I quite like seeing how many calories I'm eating and things like that, or even knowing, not so much seeing, but like knowing, um, you know, for me it's like, okay, I've, we'll start driving this food back up a little bit again, we'll start doing some sort of gaining phase or focus on performance, things like that. Um, so it depends on where you're at from there, but you you cannot just jump back out of that and you cannot stay in it either. Um, you need to get yourself out of that eventually or you're going to end up in a bad place. And a lot of clients, a lot of like, particularly I want to say females, um, come to me in that position where it's like they've dug themselves a hole without really meaning to. They're not eating a lot of food um, and they never, well, maybe they have in the past, but like, you know, females that are eating like 1,200 calories and not losing weight, like, they're either tracking that wrong, which is definitely a, 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 a viable option, or because they've been eating that little for that long, their body's just adapted to it. And as a result, they feel lazy. As a result, they feel tired. As a result, they feel lack of energy. Crab um, it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 the same thing considering that diet and hole. And, you know, when you get a, 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 someone that signs up that's in that position, and you say, right, we need to get your food up, they're like, what? I want to lose weight. And it's like, but what, what am I going to do? You're in 1,200 calories. Where do you expect me to go from here? Are you expect me to cut you down to 800? Or... Is it that you're lying? Is it that you're tracking things wrong? Is it that you're not mentioning things? That's the situation you're in. Um, But no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear, you know, we'll bring your food up, we'll dig you out of the hole first before we start digging another hole, but anyway. I tell them that <laughs> I tell them that and I, I you know I'm at, I'm at the stage now obviously as I said I'm busier than I've ever been it's like when you've when you're maybe not as busy you're sometimes a bit cautious to say that in case someone's like you know what? Well, well I don't want to do this but nowadays I'm like well oh, you can fuck off you don't want to do this right <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the stage we're at it's like either do it right or fucking leave because I'm not going to Go against my ethics just because you want fast results. And if if someone does want fast results, like cool, we can do that. We can we can hit things hard temporarily, but not if you're starting 1200 calories because <laughs> we've got nowhere to go. Um, but you know. With that, again, like following on from that, like if you are going to hit things super hard, if you're going to like really drop calories, if you're going to really um, increase the expenditure and things like that, that's got to have a beginning and an end. You can't just fucking hit hard continuously. It's like, okay, you know, five this next five weeks leading, leading into the British finals, do you think I'm just going to like gradually break things down? No, I'm going to fucking go in all guns blazing. So you can do that for a set period of time, but to do that indefinitely is just fucking retarded, to be honest. Um, not meant some more words today, am I? Um, so, yeah. Where was I at with that? Fuck knows. <laughs> Fuck knows. Um, bodybuilding, again, and getting to that next stage of lean. Um, we were talking about the kind of disordered eating that comes with that, or I was talking about it. There's no we today. Um, <laughs> keep keep forgetting that. Um, you know, you, you're looking at measuring your food to the last gram. That's, that's something. Um, that's something that you'll need to do if you want to do that, because, again, if you're just want to get lean, you could probably, like, you could, what, what I sometimes get clients to do is, like, 100 grams of chicken, I'll get them to weigh it for two weeks or something, right, and after two weeks, like, you kind of know what 100 grams looks like, it's maybe like a pan full of chicken or whatever, Um, and then, you know, you can kind of be a little less accurate with it, again, depends on the goal, depends on the client, depends on blah, blah, blah you know, a lot of stuff, but, you know, if you're just looking to get lean but not, like, stage lean, then you can do that, but if you want to get stage lean, You're going to have to measure out your food to the last gram. There's not going to be a crumb of that fucking food that's getting missed. Um, So that's definitely something. The food sources, generally speaking, quite plain, quite simple, like potatoes and chicken. Um, To be honest, there's no better food sources for dieting down for a bodybuilding competition than fucking potatoes, chicken, any lean mints Not lean mints, but lean meats, really, Um, to be honest. Um, So like prawns. For example, they're high in they're high in, um volume. I've never personally died down in prawns, i always just like to chicken. Um turkey, some people use turkey, um venison if you want to get very fancy and very expensive. Um, we used to use a thing called Piedmontese beef, which is a really lean beef. Don't know if you get that anymore, was well, pretty cool. Um, you know, all those sorts of things obviously. Um fish. but fuck that, that does stink. <laughs> um, and um but like yeah, chicken, potatoes, rice, um called. Oats, protein powder, you know. Generally speaking, it's going to be foods like that. It's going to be foods like that. You can diet down obviously on other foods, but generally speaking, in terms of food volume, in terms of fullness, in terms of health, I'm picking simple, single pro, I uh, have single fucking single ingredient foods, non processed foods. You know, if you're having a bowl of cereal post workout, I know James does that. Um, but, like, for me, like, I'd, I'd be hungry again an hour after that, you know what I mean, if I'm trying to if I'm on reduced food as it is anyway I'm wanting the food that's going to keep me feeling fuller for longer, and it's going to be more micronutrient dense, so personally, that's what I'm going to go for fucking cream of rice, don't start me in that shit, like, that is that is the worst, like, that is the worst thing that's ever happened to bodybuilding, you know that like, it's just fucking terrible I, I've, like, basically, I've had it before and basically felt like I'm going to shat my, I shit myself within, like, five minutes, it's just like like, I wouldn't comment on it if I hadn't had it, and it the only way I can describe it is if it tastes like if you got sand and put some chocolate flavour in through it. Um, it's fucking terrible, and then added shit in yourself after it. Um, just clarify, I didn't shit myself, but just about this. Um, but like, it, it, it's just fucking terrible. Like, and then there's like actually like fucking next to zero micronutrients in it because it's so processed, and it's like, again, if you're off season struggling to get food in and that helps you get food in, then yeah, maybe I can see its usage there, you know, squares bars and fucking um cereals and things like that. I can see their usages in an off-season situation, bagels too. I fucking love a bagel, like, I'm not going to lie, but, like, I don't see it as good bodybuilding food. I don't see it as getting bang for your buck or getting quality ingredients in there. And, again, I'm talking about bodybuilding, but, again, that relates back to, to just getting lean. Again, like, you can pick these food sources when you just want to get lean, But what's going to give you more bang for your buck? What's going to keep you feeling fuller for longer? What's the healthier option that's going to give you those micronutrients that you're potentially not getting in? Um, So, yeah, there's that. Um, Eating out, as I say, like I was talking about social occasions earlier, um boozing obviously isn't an option apart from those guys that do a bottle of wine the night before a show. Never seen any of that backstage of the weekend to be fair. I did see people drinking monsters though, which I think is fucking weird. Like who's getting on stage and posing properly after a can of monster? Like my stomach would be pulled out to shit. Um but yeah, like, you know, eating out's not an option when you when you're bodybuilding. Um again it is if you want to get lean, but it's not if you're bodybuilding. If you want to get lean, you just want to pick like the options that are going to be more congruent with your goals, um, and that's fine. But there's like again, as I said, every every inch of your food has to be like weighed out to the gram, and you can't do that when you're at a restaurant. You can't account. You don't know how much fucking oil they've used. You don't know what they're doing with that. Um, you get crabbit in a bodybuilding diet, like, like I talked about digging that diet in a hole, when you're deep in that hole, you're you're going to be more crabbit, you're going to be more snappy, you're not going to be feeling 100%, um, and to be honest, like, I'm not a crabbit person, um, my, my wife might watch that disagree, but like, in, in general, I'm relatively positive, um, but like, yeah, even, even so, like, you know, you do just get a bit like, um, what's the word I'd want to use, like, yeah, you know it's just snappy almost like more than anything it's more like just um less patience that's what I'd say um but yeah that's definitely that's definitely another thing that comes with it um some people get poor sleep um personally I have not suffered with that at all and um, maybe not enough maybe that extra 10% will get there but some people just struggle to sleep and struggle to get to sleep I thought on like peak week that I might have got that but no, slept like a baby every night. I have a very good bedtime routine. I must admit, like I'm, I'm so routine to go to bed at the same time every night. I, I, I wake up at the same time every day. I fucking drink my chamomile tea. I'm like an old woman. Um, you know, I'm very well routine with that shit. Um, so that might just be all the power to that. Um, you pee a lot, which. That's a weird one. Um, you're holding on to less water, you're eating less carbs, you're drinking a lot of water to fill yourself up. So, as a result, it just flows through you. So, um, yeah, you, you definitely pee a lot. Like, I, although I would say my sleep was good, I, I, like near the end of prep there, I was waking up every night for a piss, every single night. Um, but I was always getting back to sleep, so I don't count that as poor sleep, but yeah, you do pee a lot. Um, another thing that happens in the bedroom is lack of sex drive, Um, because you, well, I don't know if that happens not naturally. Um, I think it does, but like, especially as a natural bodybuilder, your natural test levels are going to drop, so, you know, your hormones are all going to be out of whack, to be honest. Um, which, again, is part of the kind of side effects that you're feeling a lot of the time. But, yeah, lack of sex drive, which might upset your wife, your missus, your, you know, bit inside, might upset them all. <laughs> the bit inside might be dumped, who knows? Um, because you just don't fancy it. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, and as I say, lower testosterone, which obviously isn't great from a muscle building perspective, but you're not going to be building muscle at that point anyway. Recovery can start to take a bit of a hit. Um, as well, brain fog kicks in, brain fog is the one thing that fucking pisses me off more than anything, it's like, as I say like, I don't want this prep to jeopardise my business and the brain fog is fucking real, it's real, like my brain fog at the best of times is fucking shit, Um, but like yeah, it's definitely something that kicks in probably, I was about four weeks out I think, when it really started kicking, and then obviously all that stuff we've just mentioned or I've just mentioned the effect that that's happening on everyone around you. So, I'm, I'm going to stop there with the downsides, because, you know, it is... it's fucking cool. I'll do it for a reason, right? I, I think it's really cool. It's really cool pushing your body to the extreme, seeing what you can achieve. And when you do anything extreme, there's going to be extreme side effects to it. Um, If you want to go to the moon, that's going to have some extreme downsides. If you want to be the best cricket player in the world, which fucking knows why anyone would want to do that. It's such a shit sport. Um, but, yeah you know, that would come with downsides too, Any when you're chasing anything extreme, there's going to be some sort of downside to it, Um, and that's just life for you, but again, on the positive side of things, like, you look fucking great, like, there's nothing cooler than waking up and seeing a new vein popping out somewhere, seeing, like, new lines popping out somewhere, Um, and as I say, it's like, just that enjoyment of pushing yourself to the fucking limits, it's almost like, it's almost like monk-like, it's like, how disciplined can I be, and how much suffering can I go through to get to that fucking goal? Which there's something cool, about it, there's something that you can embrace about how shit it is. <laughs> you know, when when it's hurting a lot of the time, it's like, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm just getting to that next level. If it's really hurting, and you're not getting any better. Well, that's a fucking problem too. <laughs> but like you know, if it when it is really hurting, and y- you can kind of almost, as I say, embrace that and be like, well. I'm heading the right direction if this is the case. Um, if you're a coach, obviously, in a sense, I, th- I think it's good for business on the whole. There's obviously the downsides, as I say, the brain fog, the potential time constraints that, you know, apply more time to your, your own training rather than your client's training. Um, well, I wouldn't say that because you still make sure you get everything done, but it's like, you know, for me, it's like, the hierarchy is, like, like, client work here, you know, I suppose, like, social media work and things like that, like, content, things like that, this is the reason I'm doing this on a fucking Sunday, for example, um, but, like, you know, it, that, the time constraints obviously eat into doing things, and, like, um, unfortunately for me, unfortunately for you guys, like, podcast is, like, way down there, um, and that's just, that's just the way it is, it's just like, obviously our client work comes first, and, and like, James obviously competing today, that's going to come first for him over doing the podcast you know what I mean so like there's things like that where you might not be able to give 110% to your business like you usually would because you're giving so much time to other things and you know that's that's just part of it but you know it shows you practice what you preach you're showing your journey you're showing that you're taking yourself to the next level and like people generally want to be behind someone that's going somewhere you know like if if I was hiring a coach I wouldn't want to hire someone who didn't look after themselves didn't like train properly eat properly and weren't working towards some sort of goal you know like i'd want someone that i was inspired by as well which would be pretty cool so hopefully like it gives your clients that kind of inspiration and i think like, i think my clients enjoy hearing about it and they ask about it and like you know they ask oh what are you doing oh you're cutting your carbs out for three days all right cool what are you doing that and then you're carving up and oh yeah how's that how's that feeling blah 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 you know like i think um i quite truly enjoy that as well so um yeah, they like to see you pushing yourself to the limits, because um, it's for me, it's something that most of my clients aren't ever going to do, but they still appreciate like, wow, fuck, if this guy can do this, then you know I can, I can do my ten thousand steps today. You know what I mean? So I think that there are, there definitely is benefits to it. Definitely yes, and um, and then you can start creating like a wee, wee, wee trophy shelf up the top there. But like, if you're if you're in it for that, you're in it for the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Like you've got to enjoy your training and. You've got to enjoy that, like, enjoying your training is the first thing, because there's definitely people out there nowadays that compete for the, the kind of glory of it, that likes on Instagram, which, you know, you do get, obviously. And it's nice, I suppose, it's nice. Um, and then trophies and things like that. Like, there's people that do it for that, and they're doing it for the wrong reasons. It's always going to be hard if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But if you're doing it because you love training, and you would train and eat like that anyway, then fuck yeah, go for it, fucking do it. And... Um, but you just gotta weigh up the pros and the cons and be like, look, is is it worth the trade off to you? Is it worth all those downsides um for for the little positives I suppose that come with it? Um but you know, as I say, it depends on you as a person, it depends on what you want to do. Is it worth of like, to Lionel Messi all the fucking hours he's fucking committed towards becoming the best footballer in the world? Don't debate me on that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um you know, is it worth it to him? Absolutely. He makes money out of that to be fair um you don't make money at natural bodybuilding and that would have been a positive if you did but you don't directly but there's another thing you potentially could because if if it's good for your coaching business if if it's getting you out there if it's growing your coaching business then you're going to make money out of it as a result if you um pick up some sort of like supplement um brand deals or or, or like some sort of sponsorships then that's gonna help make you money as well. Um I know at least two natural bodybuilders, I know that's bad I only know two, but that have got like fairly decent like kinda deals with supplement brands and clothing brands and things like that that actually pay them money. So like, you know there is, there is potential for that, it's less common in natural bodybuilding, but there is still potential for that, it's more, nowadays it's not how good a bodybuilder you are, I suppose, it's how good a social media person you are, but, like, you know, look at, look at, like, Keithy uh, West, for example, he's got, like, a Gasp kind of sponsorship, um, he's got, he's got quite a few different things, but the Gasp one was a huge one, because, like, they don't tend to sponsor natural athletes, and they sponsored him, so, like, you know, the potential is there, um, and then you've got like Nate Williams, things like that. You've got grenade and um, it's a boohoo or something that's like sponsored him. So like, you know, the potential is there for that. The potential is there um, for you know making money out of the sport. And then uh, pro shows, you do get paid money for doing pro shows, but I don't think it's I don't think it's mu- much worth shouting about because by the time you travel to show, by the time you buy tan, by the time you buy the food, it's not paying for itself. But um, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I think that's my summary of. Is it worth getting fucking shredded? Should I should have called it that. Strip it fucking in the tail. Some people, you know, I, I've been swearing on social media, and some people have got things to say about that. Um, even friends of mine that will swear all the time. They're like, "Oh, I don't know about you swearing in your marketing," um, but you know what? Like, what is the point? And pretend to be professional. Like, not pretend to be professional because I am professional. I'm professional in my delivery, but when I'm speaking to a client, I'll, I'll. Most of the time, I'll I'll swear I'll I'll kind of cater it to who's in front of me. To be fair, but like you know, most of the clients that come through the door for me are people that don't mind that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, there's definitely people made a few comments now about like um, about some of my like posting that. They're like, oh, don't know about you swearing on that. It looks really unprofessional. I'm not really trying to look professional, I'm trying to portray me, you know what I mean? And so that you know who you're getting as a coach, you're not getting some guy who's, you know, shirt and tie on, on Instagram, but then the minute you get a check-in video from me, I'm like, yeah, well, fucking this and fucking that. Like, now, at least you'll know that I'm going to fucking swear. Um, and, yeah, that's that's that. I don't know how I got into that little rant at the end there, but, yeah, going to cut all the day at that, guys, so thanks for tuning in. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight into getting absolutely peeled, I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression from this either, it is really cool, I really do enjoy it, but there are definitely some downsides and if you're going to do something like that, I want you to consider the downsides, I want you to know what you're getting into rather than just jumping in balls deep and being like, shit, I didn't expect this.